Yesterday, a YouTube channel with over 1 million subscribers came out in defense of Sargon of Akkad by asking all of his fans to terminate their Patreon accounts and pull their funding off the platform. His video was titled Banned by Patreon, Let the Witch Hunt Begin. This is from Wrangler Star on YouTube, who, it's my understanding, he makes workshop videos. Nothing too political. The backlash from major creators is continuing, and it just spells more bad news from Patreon. It would seem like the decision made by Patreon's trust and safety team is causing massive damage to their company. They may not be losing tons of money. They may still be maintaining a lot of income, but there is certainly PR damage, and they are losing many subscribers. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. YouTuber Law, a channel on YouTube who talks about legal issues pertaining to technology and YouTube, said this could potentially be an antitrust violation. Subscribestar is a competitor to Patreon. Most of us that are involved in this, we kind of moved over. Even Jordan Peterson created an account and announced it. Shortly after, PayPal and Stripe terminated their agreements with Subscribestar, causing damage to that business. And this is where it gets strange. Why would they do it? There doesn't seem to be a practical business reason to terminate a competitor to Patreon. PayPal works with with Patreon. Patreon made a bad move, and Patreon was losing business to a competitor. So in response, PayPal terminates, and Stripe, terminate their agreement with Subscribestar. Now, it doesn't, there's no evidence of any collusion or anything like that necessarily. There's no evidence of any laws being broken, and it might not actually be a violation of the law. But today, I spoke with YouTuber Law about the issue, and we kind of break down why this doesn't seem to be just, I guess it's called a you know parallel action. I'm not the lawyer, but YouTuber Law certainly is the expert, and this sounds like it may be collusion. There may be some action here, especially when you consider the woman on the trust and safety team who apparently made the decision or at least the public statement about Sargon actually used to work for PayPal. But before we get started, please head over to timcast.com forward slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There is, interestingly enough, a PayPal option for monthly donations. I accept cryptocurrency as well as physical objects at my P.O. Box. There is even a shop where you can buy clothing that I've actually designed. But now let's jump into the interview with YouTuber Law. Hi, my name is Lior Lesser. I'm an attorney. I represent normally tech companies, usually startups, and I have a YouTube channel called YouTuber Law where I go over a variety of legal issues. There's a video that's being shared where you said Patreon and PayPal together with what happened to Subscribestar is potentially an antitrust or a trust violation or something. Uh, I saw this video, people are sharing it, and I thought it would be interested if you want to if you want to just kind of reiterate that thought, and then I've got a bunch of questions about the situation we could we can go through. Right. So the topic of deplatforming people is not new. We've spoken about it on my channel many, many times. I've held many live streams about it, and not everybody has necessarily been satisfied with the answers I give, largely because the way I saw it, a lot of times you see companies acting in parallel. Legally, that does not mean that there is any sort of collusion, anything that would give rise to antitrust violation. And we've gone through, there's a lot of different causes, potential causes of action when you deplatform people. And I usually have gone through many, many of them, including in the latest one in Sargon, and say why they really, I, I haven't seen any evidence that would trigger any of those causes of action, including antitrust, largely because in law, you have a thing called conscious parallelism, where two competitors might be doing the same thing. You know, a lot of times one competitor looks at what somebody else is doing and he just follows them. Somebody reduces prices, they want to reduce prices. Sometimes they act disjointly, they want to act in opposition. But none of that is necessarily illegal. None of that gives rise to it. 
this time there was something different here where you have one company, Patreon, that uh, took down uh, Sargon of Akkad. That created a lot of kind of PR uh, focus on a competitor of Patreon. Now, competitor is kind of a, a hard sell. It's a basically a, a startup with far less uh, clients and patrons and money flowing through them. Nonetheless, they received so much PR uh, attention that within days, you saw PayPal basically kill them. PayPal immediately after that uh, Stripe as well took away their basically their payment capabilities, which nowadays, given the strength of of PayPal, it's in, I think worldwide is about 65% of the market. In the United States alone, closer to 73% of the market. You add to it Stripe, that's pretty much the entire market. You know, third is like square with you no know, a couple of couple of digit points. So they're pretty much the market. They generate a tremendous amount of trust when it comes to consumers. A lot of people do not pay or transmit money online unless they see those kind of trusted names. So you don't have access to that. It pretty much kills you. Now, we've seen that kind of action before where where a payment processor may want to take away, like PayPal or Stripe wants to take away payment capability from a, a, a site, and that pretty much kills the site. But we've never seen a reaction like this, kind of a triangle, because if PayPal kills one of its customers, that's not necessarily considered an antitrust violation, because they're not really competitors. But what you you saw here is Patreon banning an individual who then moved to a competitor, an enormous amount of PR being focused on that competitor, especially when the story kind of blew up and went a little more mainstream outside of the YouTube bubble, and PayPal then reacting immediately to kill that competitor. And that so, so, see that is effectively what you would call collusion, what is also can be known as uh, group boycotting. A group, more than one individual, not just PayPal itself, but in with uh, Patreon possessing market power, uh, preventing a, uh, an entrant into the market, that's collusion and that's an anti-competitive act. And there have been tons of cases on this. It's not a new thing. There have been tons of cases over the years. So, so here's what it sounds like. Here's, here's my takeaway. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, but it sounds like what you're saying is Patreon and PayPal and Stripe, they all work together. And Patreon, Patreon has a monopoly in this space for the most part. There's very yep. few competitors to Patreon, and there's very few competitors to PayPal and Stripe. When Patreon made, a, made an error, it caused and – and the reason I say it's an error is because it caused an exodus from their platform. Many people are canceling, and they started joining a competitor Patreon. We then see PayPal and Stripe act to protect their client, their, their, their business partner, Patreon, by suspending services to potential market competition. Is that, a, is that, does that make that's sense? What, that's what it would look like. Obviously, I right, don't right. have any inside information. It would look like, and I think now you have enough evidence to justify an FTC investigation. Well, hold on. Before, yeah. uh, because there's one more thing that, that you did bring up. Uh, Nick Monroe on Twitter brought this up. I wouldn't necessarily say this is a, a, a strong point, but... The woman who did, who works the trust and safety team, who actually spoke with me on the phone, she was previously an employee at PayPal for eight years. Now, this was eight years ago, so it's not like you could say that she was recently working there. But does does that add to the, the credibility that maybe they work together, that she has a direct co uh, connection with the company that has then terminated? I mean, I, I look at it this way. She is the woman who's justifying the termination of Sargon, and then a company she previously worked worked at for eight years then terminates their business relationship because it, it's almost it almost sounds like to me if I was to be a conspiracy theorist and again this is just a, a thought 
There's no evidence of this. She made a mistake. She hurt her company. And this is bad news for her. So then when everyone starts going to Subscribestar, all of a sudden a company she used to work for acts to defend the company she currently works for, almost like her friends at PayPal are trying to protect her from the mistake she made. That's just a conspiracy theory. I don't think it's overtly true. But the, the, Right. I mean, there, there could be a lot of that. I mean, it could be that CEO levels sit around uh, lunch every once in a while, discuss, you know, we have problems online with a lot of hate speech. We should... All, if not in concert, nonetheless, you know, try to exclude some of these individuals. It could be a lot of reasons why. That is just an indication. You're right. But it could be a lot of reasons. That's why I, I have no idea what's happening. But this is the first time that at least I saw where there were actions that are not in line with business practices. Meaning you can say that, argue or not, that that when uh, more and more people started to move to Gab, Gab had a certain history, Gab being uh, a social media platform, I wouldn't call it a competitor to, to YouTube, but basically more of a classic social media platform in which a lot of people posted on it. I posted on it. Uh, I didn't think anything of it, really. But when PayPal, when uh, Gab was uh, taken down, essentially, there was this argument that it was a hive of hate. Now, regardless of what you think of that argument, Gab had a somewhat of a history that they can point to and say, you know what, this is the reason why. And that's so they can justify it based on business practices, whether or not you agree with it or not, or more likely free speech, because those companies have a right to disassociate themselves with expressions that they do not agree with. But when it came to something like Subscribestar, it was a complete unknown. It's a company that started out that uh, obviously wanted to compete with Patreon, but in a market where Patreon was pretty much the only player and everybody else are not even secondary players in that market. Patreon really dominates that market. It's not a monopoly because it's, the market is not really just that tiny little segment, but in its own little segment, which includes a one feature style application, it dominates. So there would be no business reasons that I would have known that would justify PayPal killing that uh, client of theirs. No even expression of free speech because it wasn't as if the company was developed enough to represent a certain point of view. All that happened was a certain amount of focus, a lot of focus, especially when the story went mainstream, when people like Sam Harris started to talk about uh, this issue, suddenly there was just focus on this tiny little company that might represent uh, a, a threat to Patreon. PayPal acted. And this right. is so anti-interest to PayPal. This makes no sense from a business perspective, and it makes no sense from a free speech perspective. What is PayPal trying to say when it kills a company? It wasn't as if it said, you know what? Subscribestar and everybody out there, we do not want to deal with Sargon of Akkad. We don't agree with what he says. Oh, we want you that to stop. That'd be an interesting statement. But they've basically killed a company that is not a competitor of there, but a competitor of Patreon. So there seems to be so, some some arrangement here that we are not aware of. We can talk about it, but we're not aware well, so, of that might re raise real issues. So the, the question I have is, can PayPal say to all the companies we work with, you are not allowed to work with a certain individual? Right. Did, what if PayPal went to Patreon and said, we want you to ban these three people and you can never work with them again? And then are they allowed to do that? That's difficult. Now, normally, 
any other company could. If Square did that, I would see no real issue in it. Even if Stripe did that, because they are less than 20% of the market uh, at best, PayPal being a virtual monopoly, not monopoly in market share, but they have an enormous amount of power, especially within the United States alone, a, ma- a massive amount of market power. Their ability to exclude somebody uh, down the line is subject to antitrust violation. Now, the one, there's two things that can trip them up because it's not an absolute. It's freedom of speech. Are, are, are there, is this a question of uh, speaking based on their own expression of what they think is appropriate or not? Or is this uh, basically a commercial endeavor to try to hold down competition? Because there is no absolute. There's no absolute here. Let me stop you right here because I think you you brought up something really interesting that is going to bring us another question I have. If it it is an issue of speech, right? They said, we don't want to be associated with Sargon. I actually have a list and evidence of other much larger and more famous podcasts who Mm -hmm. have said things overt racial slurs for minutes on end. There's a podcast where they do, uh, there's one podcast where they made jokes about Asian people eating their pets and did a mock, mock Asian uh, voice, like really racist stereotype, mocking Asian culture directly. And so then I have to wonder if it was an issue of PayPal saying to Patreon, we don't want to be associated with this person's speech and we don't want to be the processor for them. You have to get rid of them. The reason I don't see that making sense is because Patreon has much more famous um, in, in the top, in the top 15, the top 20 yeah. podcasts that are known there's, uh, there's news articles I've pulled up where they say this podcast is known for uh, extremely offensive racist comments. So if that's true, that they are more prominent, more famous and more talked about in the media, it, that's contradictory to the idea that they, they oppose the speech of Sargon, right? In which case I, it I, just, I, yeah, go I ahead. Think, I think, I think you're, you're, you're correct. I think that until now, there is always this argument that we're taking down one at a time. You know, we will get to everybody. That could be an argument. Now that it's it's central, like why why did you why did you take down a company? Suddenly, all this makes all of this is suddenly evidence. Well, if this is really speech, well, you really haven't shown that across your entire platform. So how why is this unique? Why is this speech where identical things or far worse things? are not speech. So suddenly things that would have been interesting, but not enough to build a case suddenly become very important to the entire argument. It really sounds to me like my, my conspiracy theory that if mm. I was a betting man, I, I don't, I'm not saying this is true. And by right. no means, I just, it just feels like this woman, you know, they're in Silicon Valley. They've got friends, at these companies, she screwed up. Patreon is bleeding. There's a, there's a, uh, a YouTuber who has over 1 million subscribers who made a video saying, I want all of you to cancel your Patreon accounts. Sam Harris canceled his Patreon account. The the fifth biggest account, sword and scale, nothing to do with politics, a crime podcast said, we are looking to pull off the platform as soon as possible. This means the woman who made this decision has, is, is in trouble. She's in trouble. She used to work at PayPal. All of a sudden PayPal starts acting in her personal interest by banning Subscribestar, which no one knows about. You know, you know, the only prominent person on Subscribestar was this uh, uh, tech blogger, Naomi Wu. She's a Chinese. Her name's Naomi Wu. She makes uh, technology videos. Right. And and I understand what you're right. The Gab thing's interesting because there was a lot of press about Gab hosting these extremist views, whether that's your position or not. And so I I understand PayPal saying, look, you know, Gab is is its platform. But Subscribestar had nothing. They actually had, I think, like four or five people on the platform. Naomi Wu made a video saying, why are they doing this to me? 
when no one else is on the platform. And it's interesting. Now, one of, one of the other really interesting things about this is that an article came out from the Daily Beast where they called Sargon of Akkad right wing. And if that's your opinion, fine. I understand that. But oh, typically, they called you too, right? They, they, uh, they haven't called me right wing. Though activists certainly try to you know, smear, me, smear me that way. I'm actually omitted from most of these stories. They don't talk about me, probably because my political opinions, which I do espouse, are pretty left wing. So they <laughs> ignore me. But the interesting thing is they used to call Sargon alt-right all the time. Right. But this controversy shows that Sargon actually started off, he was banned because he was arguing with the alt-right and insulted them. And now these news articles are actually saying Sargon is right-wing, arguing with the alt-right. So it's changing the, the perspective, too. I don't want to go off on a tangent, though, because that's an entirely other issue. I wanted to, uh, I've got some other questions here. And so um, I don't, I don't, maybe won't get to all of them, but one other yeah. issue that's important. Patreon can take pledges from people directly through PayPal. So it's not just about paying people out. It's that when you look at Graftrion, which is a website that shows the public data of Patreon, how much money they're getting, okay. I, I, would, I, would, I would say it's fair. A decent amount of money that transfers through Patreon per month is actually people who have PayPal accounts directly charging their PayPal through Patreon, which gets a cut. So that means if PayPal said something to Patreon, like ban this person, sure. and then Patreon said, well, if we don't ban them, PayPal's threatening to cut us off. We're going to lose a million dollars per month, right? That would be dead. So, I, I, uh, they, so they, yeah, they yeah, wouldn't if you want to comment. Uh, which, which, who, PayPal or Patreon? Patreon would not exist. I, right now, we're in a situation where it's very difficult to grow beyond a very small size without having PayPal. PayPal now is, is an almost necessity for any small business. Well, so, so the question that I, uh, I to, to get from that is, is PayPal allowed to do that? To basically, because they control so much of the business coming into Patreon or other services, essentially force Patreon to take action at the risk of them shutting down. And, and, and I think it's important to right. note too, uh, or actually I have another question, so you can you know comment on that. Is, is, is PayPal no, I mean, allowed to, do, to, to pressure companies? No, I mean, cord well, I mean, this kind of coordination, because PayPal holds what we could call a monopoly, even though it's not a natural monopoly, it's not, you know, the only player in town because it possesses such enormous market power. It's, it's, uh, it's co collaborating with other people downstream or upstream from it could be problematic. Not necessarily. There are times where you are allowed to enforce rules. I mean, we can go even back. We can say that how much of this is being actually enforced by Visa MasterCard that are pushing it onto PayPal and PayPal really is just enforcing it downstream from them. I don't know the storyline here, which is why I think that this is where the government needs to step in because you can just start asking questions that individuals cannot. But uh, it's, it's none of this is the way it works in law. Very few actions are per se illegal, meaning they're automatically illegal without really having to think about it too much. And in the United States, it's all about pricing. So in the event that there's a price fixing, that would be per se uh, illegal under antitrust law. So nothing you're saying is per se illegal. The question is, what's the impact on the competitive nature? Whether it's about competition to PayPal or competition to one of the people that are involved in the uh, collaboration. You know, so, uh, so that's what's going to look for. So it's never automatic. So here's another interesting thing is that a lot of people are setting up PayPal accounts, actually. Right. So uh, I don't want to name anybody specifically. But when mm. when Patreon first banned Lauren Southern, many people set up subscription services directly through PayPal. And I've I think that, yeah. that that 
is it fair to say then that PayPal and Patreon actually compete with each other? They are because I mean I, I've never used that feature of PayPal, but I know that people when they started saying that look we're not we're going to stop sending money through Patreon, maybe you should start using PayPal. They have a competing uh, business, so my understanding that they were competitors. But is that really a competitor? Yes, it might be. Might dif the, the differential profits earned by PayPal may be different whether or not it's their own product or Patreon. But based on the facts that you're saying, that I don't know of, that. PayPal makes money about with money going into uh, into Patreon as well as money leaving Patreon. It's not really losing money if it's between them. So, so I guess the the reason I bring this up is, the I, I feel like I, I think it's fair to say that at least to a certain degree, PayPal and Patreon do compete with each other as yes. well as for PayPal. You know, PayPal is a much bigger service, but I don't have to use Patreon. I can use PayPal or Stripe. And so the question then becomes, if PayPal is putting pressure on Patreon, like, look, we know PayPal terminated its agreement with Subscribestar. Right. Subscribestar and, Pay and PayPal are also competitors, right? right. I mean, in, in response to the, the shutdown of, of Subscribestar, I resort back to PayPal. So is this not only a collusion okay. between these companies, but is PayPal actually shutting down its competition because it's taking point. Taking ground in uh, ground in this market as well, right? So I, I didn't think of that because I didn't think about that one feature. But technically, you would be correct that PayPal is also a direct competitor with a Subscribestar. Now, the argument would be that the size differential is so is so large, and uh, that is it really motivated to kill a competitor here? Whereas you know it's it has. It has control over something like a Patreon where, while it is a competitor, they have a certain amount of control. So, it, yes, you're right. At that point, there are rules as a monopoly that forbid you from refusing to deal. That's separate. PayPal alone, without anybody else, if it's refusing to deal with other competitors that might nonetheless need its services because it's an essential service what they're providing is then guilty of antitrust. It happens in railroad and stuff like that, the refusal. It, it, it can happen in phone line if there's a refusal to allow competitor to use your line and it's the only way to reach a city, a town, or something like that. So you're correct. I mean, that could be a, a case in and of itself saying that PayPal as a monopoly is not permitted to exclude competitors from using an essential service. And since the PayPal but credit what, processing what, uh, is essential service nowadays because of its size, it's not permitted actually to exclude them. And we, we don't know, I, I don't want to say this is true, but there's some people believe that the reason Patreon takes people down is because PayPal pressures them too. So the question then is, if that's the case, okay. because PayPal and Patreon do compete at, at, at a certain level, is PayPal as a monopoly allowed to pressure use its market power to, to force Patreon to make decisions? Arguably, yes. It's None of this is per se unless it's a price violation. So like I said, in, you'd have to see the purpose and what actually happens before you could say it's illegal. So mm -hmm. if it's anti-competitive, it's impacting prices, it's in, it killing off competitions, anything anti-competitive then would be illegal. But it's not per se. So you can't just say, pressuring them alone is not illegal. The question is, what's I, the impact and purpose? I guess you could theoretically argue that PayPal is giving up a piece of its market share to Patreon by supporting them, right? In, in which case, it kind of goes the other direction. You know, you see what, you see what I'm saying? Like, if, I, I if, agree. If, yeah. So I think that's, I think we've, we've basically hit the nail on the head. I guess I have one more question yeah. outside of any of this. 
Uh, someone brought up an interesting point in a, in a comment thread about Gab, and they said Google Play removed uh, removed Gab from the store. Right. But Google as a company is in the social media space. Is right. that a similar similar function if, if Google has an interest to remove its competition? Well, the answer is yes. Now, there, there there's a problem there, but you always have to go back to the concept of free speech, that these companies in and of themselves have free speech rights similar to you and I. A lot of people don't like the idea that corporations do, but we have about 200 years of worth of history that say that those corporations have. And it's not an excuse, but these companies do have a right sometime based on specific specific things. Saying we do not want to deal with people espousing certain ideas or allowing those kind of ideas. So up until now, we saw those stories, but the way it works in uh, in court, a lot of those kind of cases don't make it far at all. Basically, the, the, the lower level judges dismiss them very quickly saying this is a free speech argument. And the, these companies, even though they have monopoly rights, are entitled to not work because these other companies are very expressive through their actions. The kind of people they bring in, the kind of, uh, let's say, content creators in this chance, in this case, that they are relying on their platform. So Google is permitted. So. I, well, you so I, see the problem. The question is, could you really make a case out of it? That's why this is somewhat different, because, because you see action that's not in line directly. You don't have to argue that uh, Subscribestar is a competitor of PayPal. It just doesn't make sense in and of itself. You know, why would you kill that company? Trust me, Subscribestar is not a threat to PayPal. PayPal well, I, I guess the, the, the main argument I've heard is that PayPal simply says no Sargon. And so Patreon says, okay. And Subscribestar said, no way, we're not going to ban him. So PayPal said, we're not going to service your business. But the reason, that, that's, the, that's the main argument I've heard from people. Well, maybe it's just PayPal saying we don't want Sargon. But if that were true, I believe it would show it's, it's not a speech issue in that PayPal is still servicing much more egregious accounts who make more money, right? Uh, right. So well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I, I don't think it has anything to do with the views of Sargon. Uh, just because there are some top podcasts bringing in 50 to 100K per month who regularly use racial slurs to an extreme degree. And, and, and I have I've got the evidence. It's, you know, and I know I know for a fact Patreon knows about this for some. I don't want to I don't want to get into the specifics because it will lead people to realize which podcast I'm talking about. But Patreon is fully aware of the things espoused by these platforms for public media reasons. These, these things have been talked about. It sounds to me then that PayPal doesn't care what Sargon says. They just don't like him personally or, or, or Patreon. I don't want to blame right. uh, PayPal. We don't know. We don't know PayPal has any involvement whatsoever in what right. happened with the banning of Sargon. We do know they deplatformed Subscribestar. But it sounds like Patreon specifically targeted Sargon and Vakad. And they allow these other more egregious channels to function with no problem. So it sounds personal, actually. I, I, I mean, th I think that's the reason why this case went a lot more mainstream than I even expected. When people were asking me originally, I thought this will be one of those YouTube bubble kind of issues where people that are followers of Sargon will be very angry but will not spread out. But especially with uh, the statement made by uh, Sam Harris, I think this is going mainstream, and that's what, what made a difference here. This was I, I, unexpected. They, they knew they're going to suffer where a certain population will be angry with them. And then PayPal reacted by shutting off that. I mean, to me, yeah. it seems coordination. It seems it, it, but at least there's evidence here that it would require an investigation. Well, the the one point I always want to make because there's a lot of people who don't seem to understand. You know, I got a message from someone saying, 
how could you, you know, some of these podcasts are making jokes. How could you compare a joke to Sargon's direct, you know, statement in which he made in anger? And I said, look, I'm, I, I don't agree with what Sargon said. I, I don't like that he said it. I understand the context of what he was trying to do. It's very similar to what Sarah Jong did the New York Times when she made all of these anti-white statements. They said she's right. using the language of her harassers. That's what Sargon did. I don't agree with either of it. But the issue is nowhere in the terms of service does it say Sargon wasn't allowed to do these things on obscure random live streams where he was defending himself from you know, a harassment campaign. It's not in the rules. Which, so it's what, and what they've basically said to me, Jack Conti said he understands the rules aren't clear. So now they know it was a seemingly unclear or arbitrary enforcement. The main issue here is if Patreon is enforcing rules they've never written down and never expressed to us, it's not a safe place for a business. That's the last point I want to make. And then I want, I want to just ask you if you have any final thoughts, any, any other things you want to add before we wrap up here. Uh, I'm in agreement with you, first of all, about the Patreon terms. They are some of the worst terms I've read. It's kind of like a rabbit hole where you, keep, you have to click. They tried. They tried to simplify it, but in simplifying it, they made it more confusing. And you have to keep clicking, read more, read more, read more to get down to the very bottom to really understand what's going on. And if you read everything in context, you realize they can do anything, whatever you do on and off. It's really not relevant. So it's not There's really no what, rules. They, <laughs> they can just when you ready. say anything can happen. There are no rules. And yeah. the way the court, the courts enforce that you have to understand right now, if I have a simple uh, terms of service that say I can terminate you for any and all reason, blank statement, that's enforceable. You can say, well, there's no rules then. You're right. But yeah. that's still an enforceable provision. People tried to argue it. They did it in the Jared Taylor case in California. That went absolutely nowhere. The, the, the circuit court, the appeal court threw it out. The courts enforced that idea. That can only be changed really through legislature. It's not going to happen through the court system here. But I'm, I'm, I, let, me, let me just say that people have asked me in the, in the live stream, you know, what's my political leanings? Well, I really have zero because I care very little about politics personally. I'm politically unaffiliated. I don't belong to any party. I don't follow anybody. Yours, yours is the closest channel that I follow to anything political. I don't really have anybody else. I used to follow Sam Harris. That was never, that was more philosophical. And, and, than and it's probably else. just because I had you on the show. I, I had you on the channel like, you know, last year, whatever. Right. right. But I, I, <laughs> In my defense, I listened to you before that. I was uh, oh, okay. probably before that day. Oh, hey, just my little defense there. But you're pretty much the only one. I, politics don't interest me here. So people ask, so what, from all the stuff we're talking about, what is that interest? You said free speech, right? That's the one thing I don't care. I don't follow Sargon. I know a little bit about him because I follow a different case, the one he has against Akilah Hughes. So I've watched some of the, his videos in preparation for those but otherwise, I don't follow it because the topics don't interest me personally. It's not something I care about. None of that really matters. This is purely a free speech argument, whether or not anybody, whether or not is right of center or left of center is permitted to speak, and whether or not companies with enormous market power can then decide whether or not you are permitted to compete in a marketplace of ideas. That's the only thing that matters. And that's why, literally, I went... Uh, I. It was a live stream it was like two and a half hours and I, I shut it down and I said, you know, and I said back and I'm thinking, why didn't anybody ask me if I think of myself as a hypocrite here, right? If I'm talking about free speech, if I'm saying that Patreon is doing something wrong here, why am I still, as I'm speaking, there's a little thing at the bottom that pops up and say, thank you for, for supporting me on Patreon. And I said, you know, <laughs> that is hypocritical here at the end of the day, you know, we can talk about it all day long, but as long as 
I'm I'm enjoying collecting funds based on Patreon. Yeah. What I'm saying is nonsensical. That's what right. it comes down to. I people and I've I've learned by now in social media that while it's good to respond to people, it's just as good sometimes to completely avoid reading comments as well. <laughs> you know, yep, people yep, make yep. comments about you know if you support a sargon, you might as well be wearing you know, a white hat and all this kind of white pointy hat, all this kind of nonsense. Yeah, this is just about free good. speech. I, Right, right, and and it's 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 so frustrating how I've interviewed people and I talk with people and 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 what whatever these activist groups are, they want to associate you as 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 having the same political views of even a YouTube channel you've watched, right? right. That's it's ridiculous. But I guess um, just final final question. I know that I was going to wrap up before, yeah. but do you think anything's going to come of this legally? It's only if it continues to go uh, mainstream. That's I mean, that's I, the really thing. If it look, stays. If this ends with Sam Harris and it doesn't grow beyond that, then probably not. Patreon will take the loss, but it, it has a pretty much of a protected monopoly within its marketplace thanks to Stripe and to uh, PayPal. Wow. Yeah. So it will re you'll, you'll get its money back over time and time will move on. But if this catches on and more people like Sam Harris actually follow up or... If people, larger people, uh, podcasters and YouTubers actually speak about it, it's basically unspoken about outside of, of, of channels that there, deal in politics and law, maybe some philosophical discussion. Nobody. Well, no, uh, there, there's a there's a guy. His name is Wrangle Star, Wrang Wrangler Star, I believe I could be wrong. I've never heard of him. And he makes like workshop videos. I, I, I went to, to his channel to see what kind of videos he made. Hmm. And he's doing like power sanders or something. He made a video completely off of his channel's topic saying everyone go and terminate your accounts right now oh. because, you know, yeah, so it, it, it is to me. It's not necessarily about Sargon. It's about the fact that Patreon lied to me personally. They right. gave us all these uh, assurances last year that, that aren't true. And it's right. an unsafe place to do business if they can arbitrarily remove you. And they will. Right. So now I've got people totally unaffiliated. And I mean, there, there was another uh, there's another guy I know. His name's is Luke Rutkowski. He's got over half a million subscribers, just announced he was pulling off the platform. And he's not a big channel by no means, but yeah. it's another ripple. When, when his patrons get canned, they're going to get angry and it's going to keep, you know, so maybe a cascade effect. I don't want to I don't want to go on too long because I said I was going to wrap right. up. So uh, do you want to just mention your channel where people can find you? Yes, just uh, go to YouTuber Law, you know, YouTuber with an E.R. Law. Uh, and uh, not to do about uh, three videos a week and a live stream every Tuesday night. Right on. So uh, everybody watching, thanks for hanging out. You can follow me on Twitter and you can subscribe to this channel. I've got a second channel, youtube.com slash timcastnews, where I'll have more videos up at 6 p.m. So thanks for hanging out with us and check out uh, YouTuber Law on YouTube and I will see you all next time. Thank you.